Happy morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us online. Wasn't that beautiful? Beautiful. It's always beautiful. Beautiful people make beautiful music. Never doubt that. <laughs> Praise God forever. Good morning. Good morning, Douglas. Good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. We got a Huskies fan in the house. Woo-hoo! Probably raining in Washington. Praise God forever. Morning, Ron and Allie. <laughs> welcome back. I welcome myself back. <laughs> Morning, Jan. <laughs> I got a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> got to stay fast. <laughs> it adds 15 miles per hour to my ground speed, so it helps with the business. <laughs> Plus, I'm trying to outrun Bella, you know, like Elijah. I'm working on it. I outran a chariot, outran a horse. Come on, I can get there. Good morning on our podcast as well at Word at the Ranch. That's actually on SoundCloud now too. So thank you for tuning in to that. Bless you guys and love you guys. And let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you where two or three are gathered. You're here in our midst. All you needed is two or three to manifest your presence, your spirit, your goodness, your glory. And we just welcome you in. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Freely minister your gifts as you choose this morning. We bless you and welcome you here. We love you. And we just agree in prayer. Let's all pray in tongues in a prayer of agreement and corporate prayer. Father, we lift you up. We thank you for our heavenly prayer language that is offered to every Christian. Hallelujah through the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. We bless you for that powerful gift of speaking in new tongues. A heavenly prayer language directly from our spirit to you, Father. Bless you. The Lord, we cover this nation in the name of Jesus, with the blood of Jesus. We cover it. We, the people of God, cover this nation until we leave here. So we bless it. We cover it. Spiritual covering in the precious name of Jesus. We pray as we're instructed to in Timothy. For all those in leadership and authority, we bless them, Father. We cover them in Jesus' name. Father, use everyone in a government position that you established here in this nation. You are not a respecter of persons, you said, so please use everyone in a position. And we honor the position. So we thank you, Lord. You can use anyone at any time. So bless them, Lord. Thank you, Father, for doing so. Quicken them, open the eyes of their hearts, of their understanding, that they may see God. Thank you, Father, for putting yourself on display in these last days like never before. We thank you for a mighty move of the Holy Ghost on earth. We pray for our enemies. We pray for those who despitefully use us, the Bible says. You said, Jesus. So we are faithful to do that, and we get blessed because of it, for following marching orders. Thank you, Lord, for raising up an army in the meantime and working behind the scenes and uniting the body of Christ together. We thank you for that spirit of revival and unity that is now taking place in the U.S. and throughout the earth, that people have a clear-cut decision to make, whether to be blessed or cursed, whether to choose right or wrong, light or darkness, good or evil. Thank you for making that clear before you come. Thank you for your long-suffering and your grace, willing that every man and woman should be saved. So thank you for working. We give you all the praises, and we trust in you today. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Let me uh, flip my phone around here. I was able to take some notes. And I just want to talk about Jesus today. (laughs) Say, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. (laughs) He's the truth and the life. And no man comes to the Father, the creator of everything, except through him, he says the only begotten Son. Well, now we're sons and daughters because of Him, the first risen from the dead, and we were raised up with Him in the heavenly places, and He seated us with Himself at the right hand of the Father. So we are ruling and reigning in this life as kings because we have dual citizenship in heaven. Let's just agree with this together, the Lord's Prayer. Father, Father, Thy kingdom come, come. Your will be done done. on earth just as it is in heaven. Amen. And we thank you, Father, for meeting every need on a daily basis. We give you all the praises that every need is met. We live in our wants and our desires and our dreams because our necessities are met 
through a faithful, faithful Father and reigning King. And we give you all the praises for it. Father, thank you for healing our bodies this service and every morning. Our daily bread healing is from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. I thank you, Father, for restoring our youth as the eagles, that we shall run and never grow weary, walk and never grow faint. And just say it with me, I am more than an overcomer. I am more than an overcomer. We overcome situations. We've overcome all of them. You're alive today. You've yeah, overcome exactly. all of them. i got good news for you. You have overcome every circumstance that is adverse in your life. And you're here today living to talk about it. And we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. we got some mighty testimonies in the house. Amen. And the longer you go, the more testimonies you should have, right? <laughs> Jesus promised us, in the world you shall have tribulation. Don't meditate on that part. Meditate on the good stuff. Amen. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Meditate on that. He in me has overcome the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can overcome anything. So that's why the Bible calls you more than an overcomer. Because he already overcame the devil and everything for you. Sickness, disease, poverty, and lack, spiritual death. And then gave you the keys of the kingdom. So you're more than an overcomer. Amen. It would be like me working all month, you know, and then I take home a paycheck. And uh, I give it to Clarissa and she just spends it on whatever she wants. Um, I'm an overcomer, but she's more than an overcomer. Amen. She didn't do the work. She just received the free gift. Amen. Amen. That's what Jesus did. He did all the work, and we just enter into it. Amen. We enter into his blessing. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Praise Jesus. This is a great book, a devotional for fall. They make one for every season. You can get it on Amazon. It's by Kenneth Hagin. And it's really quick, but it's it's juicy, it's good, it's, it's powerful, you know? I really like it. It's a quick book. I just keep it by my bedstand. Faith food. This one's for autumn. They make the winter one, spring, you know, and summer. It's good stuff. I recommend you get it. It's not expensive. And it'll feed you fa your faith. You know, this book can look rather big when you wake up in the morning and turn over to your bedstand. Wow, that's a big book. Where do I start? Where do I begin? This helps get me into it because it's really small. And I can go here real quick, you know? And then that usually leads me right into the Word with a little devotion. So praise God. I hope you all have a daily devotion. Isn't it good to have a daily habit of devotion? Your habits will make you or break you. So choose wisely. <laughs> Amen. If you make it a habit of eating at the habit three times a day, you'll get that, I guarantee it. <laughs> but if you make it a habit of just getting the Word every day, you know, eat right, do right, good right, and you know, just make those little habits, habits, uh, they just take over and they run themselves. Have you noticed that? Habits run themselves. So praise God forevermore. If you're in a saving habit, you just became a saver. You know, the habit just works for you. So it's those little things that add up and make a big difference. Okay, enough of me. Let's go to Psalm 8. <laughs> Psalm 8, how's everyone doing this morning? Thank you for tuning in online. We average about 50 viewers. That's our average attendance, or has been, per week on Facebook. So thank you for tuning in. We love you guys wherever you're at. I've always thought this would be a ministry to raise up ministers, so I always thought we'd have a small remnant um, of powerful Christians, powerful people that touch the lives of others who are developed in character and spirit and fervency. So praise God, that's us. Say, that's me. <laughs> Isn't it good to be called and chosen and anointed? So good, right? Say, I'm called. Say, I'm chosen. Say, I'm anointed. That's you. That's the body of Christ. Psalm 8. What a great psalm. Is everyone there? Okay, I just got there. Psalm 8. The glory of the Lord in creation. Again, all these psalms are songs. David was a songwriter. These are a lot of songs. They got a lot of emotion in them too, so be careful. <laughs> you know, he always, he spoke his circumstances a lot. But then he always ended with praise, if you notice, in every psalm. So always read the end of the psalm. Make sure you get to the end. <laughs> don't stop in the middle. Don't stop in the tribulation. Read the end of the book, too. We win, right? You know? Revelation, we win. <laughs> we win. Say, I'm a winner in life. Praise God forever. The glory of the Lord in creation to the chief musician on the instrument of Gath, a psalm or song of David. 
150 of them he wrote here for us. O oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Say all the earth. All the earth. That should be on our lips daily, that confession. How excellent is your name in all the earth. That's every country. That's Bangladesh, Jewel. That's everywhere. Amen. In all the earth. Hallelujah. That's India. We have another guy, um, another minister pastor watching named Elisha as well from India. So praise God for that. In India, in all the earth, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Wouldn't that be great if your, if your child's first word out of, out of its mouth was God or Jesus, the name, using the name right when he comes out the womb? <laughs> it says here, even in the mouth of babes or baby Christians who have just come to the Lord, he has ordained strength. Even they can speak and get results in their lives because they've been given the measure of faith the moment they get born again. You have ordained strength because of your enemies on the earth, that you may silence, silence, put to silence. Hey, there's a verse for us. It's up to, si up to us to silence the enemy. Not for them to silence us or the media, but for us to silence them. So that means we should own all the networks, right? <laughs> we should be controlling everything. The head, not the tail, above only, not beneath. we got to take over. <laughs> we got to take over. Say, I'm not taking sides, I'm taking over. I'm not taking sides, I'm taking over. Amen, I know what to do. Because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Silence them. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. Say, I expect a visitation from the Lord. That's a, a promise right there. The son of man that you visit him. The Lord should visit all his children. For you have made him a little lower than the angels. And you have, this is talking about you and me, man here. Right? You have made man a little lower, sorry, than Elohim is the correct translation. It's not angels there. That's a mistranslation. It's actually Elohim, which literally means God, or literally yourself. You have made man a little lower than Elohim, God, yourself. So you're right under your Creator, made in the same exact image and likeness of Him. Just right under Him. And you'll never be God, but you're like God. You were made in the same exact image and likeness. Amen? You have the power to create, that means. God is love, you are now love. Amen. Yeah, you speak things, they come to pass. Yes. The spiritual law, everyone knows that. You, you have what you say. Um, just like he did. Spoke everything into existence. So we're made in the same exact image and likening, likeness who is a speaking spirit. He's a speaking father. He's always speaking. Amen. If we get quiet enough, he'll, he'll talk to you. <laughs> he'll speak wonderful things to you. Amen. And it usually leads you right to the Word. Praise God forever. Word in season, how sweet it is. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, uh, you have made man a little lower than yourself. You have crowned him, man, with glory and honor. That's you. Say, I'm crowned with glory and honor. Therefore, I honor myself. Just as he does. Take good care of myself. You have made him to have dominion over the work of your hands. Man, that's Psalm 24. The heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he, has he given to the children of man. So God created the earth and then gave it to you and me. You have made him to have a dominion, dominion, over the work of your hands, all the earth, and have put all things under his feet. Say, that's my feet. Because I'm his body. We are the body of Christ. So he's literally put all things under your feet. All things. Every sickness. Every disease. Every, la every inch of lack is under your feet now. You have an option to take it or to keep it under your feet. I like to keep it under my feet. Don't let it rise to your head. Because the enemy's famous at giving thoughts, right? <laughs> he's a thought devil. Amen. He has access only to your mind and your flesh. You don't have access to your spirit. Your spirit's God. He's in year one. Amen? He can't touch him. He can't touch his creator. 
Amen. So don't you flip out about being demon-possessed and, and I may be wrong. No, you're always right. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. Your spirit, your inner man, always knows the truth. Always wants to do, do good. Always wants to keep the enemy under because you were called to reign and rule in this life as a king. So don't doubt your spirit. If you're going to doubt, doubt your head. Doubt your thoughts. Amen? <laughs> doubt your doubts. Doubt, doubt. Amen? But listen to the inner witness, the inner man. That's your spirit, man. That's you. You're linked up with God. Amen? You know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. You have the spirit of truth living right here. Is that off? Uh, what they saying on CNN, real? Check your, check your gut. Check your spirit. No, that's a lie from the pit of hell. I ain't going to listen to that. <laughs> Amen? You're sick. No, I'm not. <laughs> the Bible says I'm healed. I'm not going to listen to that. Check your gut. What's your spirit say? Your spirit's always saying, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm prosperous. I'm prosperous. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm his son. I'm his chosen one. That's what your spirit's always saying if we take time to hear. It's, saying, it's speaking truth to you. So you always know what to do. Say that with me. I always know what to do. When I lose my keys, I always start confessing. I know exactly where my keys are. I know exactly where they are. And I always find them. If I lose something, I know exactly where it is. My spirit knows where it is. And my angels, my ministering spirits, are going to help bring it back to me and place it right in front of me so I can clearly see it with my physical eyes. That's what I confess. And there it is. I always find it. Amen? Amen. <laughs> I don't lose much because of that confession. It saved me. Right. <laughs> Amen? Hallelujah. Just a little, you know, distrust the inner witness. He's in you and me. If you want to receive more of them, just raise your hand and say, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, Spirit of Truth, Comforter, God on the earth, I want more of heaven in me. Come in now in Jesus' name and fill me fresh, fill me full, fill me to overflowing. I desire more of you in me today in Jesus' name. Amen. He will always honor your request. He's a perfect gentleman. He has to have permission to enter in. Got to give him permission. Who was that? Uh, John G. Lake? Who, who said, um, I believe God can do nothing unless man asks him first to do it. That's a good quote. He has to have permission to work in your life, in my life. You've got to give him permission. You've got to say Jesus is Lord to make him Lord. You've got free will. And he gave you dominion. So you have made him, man, to have dominion over the work of your hands. You've put all things under his feet, our feet. All sheep, all oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea, even the great ones, the great fish. So you ought not fear uh, killer whales or anything like that. Great fish, amen, great whale. You still have dominion over them. How am I going to exercise it when I'm underwater and I can't breathe? Because <laughs> your authority is exercised through your words. Well, you're going to have to do something, too. The anointing's on. You just raise your hand, you know, if a killer whale's coming at you or a great white. No. Nope. <laughs> Say it as loud as you can underwater. No. Nope. Don't touch me. Amen. You got authority over everything that was created and lives on the earth, except human beings. You don't have authority and dominion over your person next to you. I think the government has to get this. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it seems to me like America doesn't really have too much practice or experience with communism. So some communist country is feeding the current administration, socialism and communism, trying to teach them how to do things. Could it be China and Russia? <laughs> Where the COVID virus came from? Wuhan? China? Just throwing it out there for speculation. For all those who want to speculate and think <laughs> and get to the bottom of stuff. But we don't have experience with socialism and communism. Americans, land of the free, home of the brave. You know? All we have to do is look at other countries and see how miserably they failed under it and what to do to come against it. Just study those communist countries. Study the enemy. Know his plan so you can come against him. Amen? For instance, we said this at our men's group on Thursday night, young men's group. Um, 
Warfare always confirms the victory for me now. The devil is not omnipotent, omnipotent, all-knowing, and he's, he doesn't have all strength either. Usually when he launches his biggest attack, that's all he has in his arsenal against you. He's finished. He doesn't have any more than that. Remember, you're the eternal being with Christ. He isn't. He has time limits. He has restrictions. There's limitations. Christ stripped them. Amen? So usually when he launches his biggest attack at you, that means it's promotion time. And I know a blessing and promotion is right around the corner. Praise God. So that's why you can give praise in the middle of warfare and thank him. Lord, thank you for what you're doing. Promotion's right here. I sense it. I know it. The devil has launched his biggest attack at me. And I've still overcome it. Amen? That's why you're more than an overcomer. You've overcome everyone. Praise God forever. So just note that when the pressure's on and the heat's on, notice that your victory is right around the corner if you just stand strong and keep standing on the word of the living God. Amen? Out of the mouth or babes, he ordains strength. If they can speak the word, so can we and get mighty results. Amen. Praise God forever. So warfare always confirms the victory ahead. Amen. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. That ought to be on our praises. In all the earth, how excellent is the name of Yahshua. How excellent is the name of Jesus. In all the earth, the only way to heaven. Folks online there, anyone watching who's unsaved, you only got 120 years max down here. And it's probably going to be shorter than that by the looks of things. <laughs> so I ought to turn, you ought to turn to Jesus quick to, to lock in your eternal security. There are savers on earth. People plan for retirement. You ought to plan for your eternal retirement. Amen. Time's short down here. It goes fast, doesn't it? Everyone told us when we had kids, hey, it goes real fast. They grow up quick. And they really do. So make they do. So at your time, enjoy every moment in the name of thought about that. He takes thought for the moment. The moment takes for itself. Amen. So don't take into consideration tomorrow, today. Amen. Just live in today. Live in the now. And enjoy your life. <laughs> the world ought to see us in peace, in love, in joy. Amen. Amen. If there's a carefree person in the world that I see out there, I've worked with them before and stuff like that, I always say, you know, I should be more carefree than them. I receive that. Because I'm saved. And I'm, I have a caretaker. You know, if I see a person with joy, the joy of the Lord's my strength, I should be more joyful than them. You know? And even financially, I see lots of people with money. I should have more money than them. I have a father who paid everything for me. Okay? The way, the truth, and the life. So there he's talking about Jesus on earth, a man, in Psalm 8, and you and me, men and women of God. Psalm 23, sorry. Everyone know this song by, by heart yet? All right, mom done. <laughs> the Lord, the shepherd of his people. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not need. No want. I shall not want. All your needs are met according to Philippians 4.19, right? According to his riches and glory. Lord, all your needs want. I'm not going to concern myself with it. I'm not going to take care like all the grocery clerks tell me every day. Take care, take care, take care. I'm not going to take it. I cast all my care on him, for he cares for me. That's, but maybe it's in my phone now. It's a confession I need every day now. I do not take care. Because so many people tell me to take it. I do not take care. I cast all my cares on him, for he cares for me. You'd be surprised how cares add up when you don't come against them. Yeah. Or those words spoken over you. Those are curse words, actually. They think they're nice. And the longer I look them in the, in the eye, if they're unsaved, that's all they have in them. <laughs> they're spiritually dead. That's all they know to say. It's sentimental. It's emotional. Take care. Like there's a connection there, you know? But they don't have the words of life. I prefer be blessed. Shalom. Amen. Live long and prosper. Huzzah! <laughs> you know? Something. Don't take care. Cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Gives you your wants. He makes me, he makes me. So, if you're overworking, this verse could be for you. He makes me <laughs> to lie down. He's a good shepherd. He can make me lie down if I'm overworking. He makes me to lie down in green pastures where everything's provided. 
He leads me beside the still waters. Notice it doesn't say force. That's the devil and communism. That's not God. God will never pressure you or force you to do anything. And if a man's speaking on behalf of God, they never will either. That's the devil and his bunch. He's a perfect gentleman. Remember, we have free will. He's never forced himself on any of us. And he never will. He leads me. That means he's ahead of you, pulling you into your destiny and your future. He leads me beside the still waters. You have a choice to follow him or not. He ain't going to force you there into the still waters where he is, the still small voice. He leads you into his presence. He leads you into himself to hear him. But if you're not going to follow, you can't be still and know that he is God. He restores my soul. That's my mind, my will, my emotions. Have you ever taken drugs? Have you ever drinking heavy amounts of alcohol or smoked weed that actually make your brain cells dormant? You know, he restores your soul. That's your mind. You know, you can think clearly again if you renew your mind to the word. Sharp as a tack. Amen. It's amazing. If you're taking hallucinogens, if you've ever taken more than nine tabs of acid, they say you're clinically insane. He'll restore your mind. I've seen it done. Drug dealers, addicts, all of them. The mind is restored through the word. I've gotten my focus back. Amen. Really focused. And I'm working on more focus, amen? That's your strength. Double tries to take your focus big time. Amen? So he'll renew your mind. He restores your soul to its original creation. I've been thinking like I'm 10 again, 19 again. Amen? Thoughts of the past and childhood and just fun, you know, carefree. <laughs> Such a good place to live and be. He restores your mind through His Word. He restores my whole soul. Even my will is transformed into the original plan to serve Him. To just be one with Him. And my emotions. I don't flip out as easily. I don't get angry as easily. I don't punch things. Amen? Or punch people. <laughs> Amen? Your emotions are now being restored and intact. You know? I don't turn around in the in the car and what are you doing right there? Beat your butt! I don't do that as easily anymore. There was a time. <laughs> but the more you're in the Word, He restores your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. I got my emotions in check. Don't let your emotions rule you. You rule them. Amen? You can only do that through the Word. He leads me, leads me again, in the paths of righteousness, for his name's sake, for his name's sake, to glorify the name of Jesus. Amen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I love what Kenneth Copeland says, a shadow of a dog ain't never bit anyone before. A shadow of death. He already conquered death for you. Jesus has the keys of hell and death, it says. That means we do. You don't leave this earth till you say. That means. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I like to call that the Word and the Spirit. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The Holy Ghost is the comforter, and I'm always comforted every time I pick up the Scriptures. How about you? You prepare a table and stay with the Word until you are comforted. That's the key. If you have a daily quiet time in the morning when you can control your time best before people wake up in the world and get up early, uh, stay with it until you feel comforted, until you receive your healing, until you receive your daily bread, until you feel His presence and Him right there in the room talking to you. Sometimes it'll take 28 chapters maybe, but that's just putting God first until you commune with Him. He should be the first person you commune with before you talk to anybody else or feed anyone else. You need to get fed first to live a victorious life on the earth. Amen? And it's nice to go to bed with him, too. First voice in the morning, God. What a privilege. Last voice at night, God, your creator. Can't beat that. It's the distractions that come to try to take his voice. So let's just stay with him. Amen? 
He prepares a table. I love this verse. This is a promise. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So the people of God are going to be vindicated, redeemed, uh, what's the word, recompensed, in the presence of their enemies. Don't stop until you are. <laughs> until you're glorified and honored in the presence of your enemies. What a great verse of Scripture. You prepare a table before me. No, he doesn't do it behind the scenes. He wants to do it publicly in their presence. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, you win. Get that verse in your, in your heart. If you ever go to a court of a lawsuit, this is your verse. I win in the presence of my enemy, those who are coming against me. I'm going to win. Well, why do Christians lose? They don't have this verse. They don't speak it. They don't believe it. You live by faith. You gotta have it. You gotta have your weapon of warfare, amen, to do the job with. You gotta have the word. When the devil tempted Jesus, he used the word all three times in the wilderness. You gotta have the word to work. That's your sword. That's what wins, amen. That's what gives us the victory, is our sword. I will fear no evil. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Say that's me. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over, meaning you can't be anointed and broke. <laughs> You're overflowing with abundance. You can't be anointed and sick if you're under the anointing and receiving from it. It's impossible. The anointing's just too strong. And that all is dictated by your time with him until he manifests himself to him. Again, don't leave him. Wait for him. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. David says that over and over. Just wait on him until he shows up. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. You're the blessing on the earth. We noticed. <laughs> Have you noticed this? We notice this and we talk about this a lot because it's happening more and more frequently. When we go to a restaurant, when we go to a gas station, when we go anywhere really, we're like, oh wow, we beat the crowd. And now it's come to the point where it happens so much that it's, no, we actually created the crowd. The blessing's on us. People want your business. Why? They see the blessing on you. We started going to a restaurant in Dana Point. The chef loves us. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. People come. The blessing follows you. It's on you. Amen. Just be note that. Amen. Look behind you sometimes. And see what you create. <laughs> it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord for how long? forever. This is just a taste, a sneak peek down here. Amen. <laughs> the house of the Lord is forever. And you, you better bet he's got a nice house. <laughs> Who created everything. Onyx stone, rubies, gold, jasper, diamonds. He created all that. Better believe he's got a nice house. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> Amen. Praise God forever. And let's just go to Isaiah 61 and we're wrapping up here. Isaiah verse 61. This is a, a great saying. If Jesus found himself in the Word, so can you. If Jesus himself as a man found himself in the Word of God, the Scriptures, so can you. This is where Jesus found himself. This was his first message he preached, as we'll look at in Luke 4 right after this. It's the good news of salvation, and it's Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. What's good news to the poor? That you don't have to be poor no more. I broke the curse of poverty and lack. You don't have to be poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Restoration, actually a new heart, a new spirit. To proclaim liberty, freedom to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, anything that has you bound, any demon, any addiction, whatever it is, the opening, freedom, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, say all, all, all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, that's us, the church, to give them beauty for ashes, 
The oil of joy for mourning. Say, I want that. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Notice, praise lifts heaviness. Praise will lift all heaviness. And sometimes it's a sacrifice. He says, offer up the sacrifice of prayer. Sometimes it's hard to do. You don't want to do it. But praise always will lift heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. And now let's turn there to Luke 4. Jesus' first sermon recorded by the physician, who takes really good notes because he's a doctor. <laughs> you can't understand his writing because you can't read it. <laughs> Someone interpreted it for us, praise God. I've never been to understand any doctor's writing my whole life. Have you? <laughs> i got stuff to do, people to see. <laughs> but we have it clearly laid out here by the physician Luke, who gave us a great account. <laughs> and we'll go to Luke 4.14. It's right after Jesus comes down from the wilderness for, from a 40-day fast and 40 days of prayer. Lord, what's your plan? I'm 30. I'm ready. Cody's in the house. He's 30 today. Ah! We love you. Bless you. <laughs> Thanks for coming. He said, I'm 30. I'm ready. Here am I. Use me. So he went on a 40-day fast. Went in the wilderness to pray to get the plan of God. You should know everything. We should know everything. He handpicked his disciples. They didn't come to him. He went to them. He knew the plan. He knows the plans. So should me and you. I should never be wondering. I should never be lost or confused. He's very detailed. Have you noticed? It says the very hairs on your head are all numbered. And there's a book of numbers in the Bible. And have you ever, have you ever read about building the ark, Noah? How detailed that is with numbers? <laughs> and, the, and the synagogue with Solomon, how detailed that was? The instructions? God's very detailed. So we should never be lost or confused or cluttered. He's precise. Amen? That's the restoring of the soul, the mind. You should be precise as well. You should know where you're heading, where you've been, and where you are now. He's planned it all out. Amen? And then I found a great scripture. The Holy Spirit moved Paul to plan. We should all be planners like our Father. The Holy Spirit who's in you and me moved Paul to plan. He'll move me to plan too. I have our business planned out through January. It's all on my phone. It's all on the calendar. Amen? He's very detailed, and the closer I get to him, and the more word I get in me, the more detailed I get. And people really like that. They like it when someone knows <laughs> what they want, where they're going, what they want from you, even what your gift is. Not a blessing, amen? But you got to be focused to do that. Place of peace. Notice confusion is not peace. Confusion breeds chaos. So a focused mind is of utmost importance. Peter said that, gird up the loins of your mind. Wrap them up with the word of God. Be focused, amen? Amen. If you don't have anything to focus on, just focus on the word. Just read it. Put your eyes on it. Stay focused. So he says after he came down from the mount, after using the word against Satan, he didn't say, oh, I think I have a prophetic revelation here. Against Satan. He didn't say, wait, I'm, I'm hearing from God, I'm hearing something, what should I tell him? Uh, no, he used the word of God every single time. The written scripture. You run Satan off with the word, amen? That's your weapon. Jesus is our sample son. I'm, let's follow him, amen? You use the word to defeat Satan. Not your thoughts, not your emotions or feelings, you know? Not what you think you should say. What the word says on the circumstance. What the word says about your situation. That's what does the job. Praise God for the Word. Amen. This is our sword. This is the victory right here. Amen. Hallelujah. Is someone getting something from this message? Praise God. So verse 14. We'll wrap up with this. Luke 4, 14. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit after being tempted. He killed the devil in the wilderness. Amen. Verse 12 uh, says, The devil ended every temptation and he departed from him until an opportune time, it says. Never found that. Never found an opportune time again. Why? Because Jesus was the Word. Filled with the Word. Never. <laughs> he never found an opportune time with Jesus. 
defeated them in the wilderness. And some of us defeat the devil in the wilderness. And then you'll never have to deal with that type of devil ever again. Once you slay him. If you have a fear, you face it, you kill it. Amen? You'll never have to deal with it again once you overcome it. Praise God forever. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit, not weak from the warfare, from the temptations of the devil, trying to cloud his mind. He returned in the power of the Spirit. Spirit won. Spirit always wins. Amen? To Galilee... And news of him went out throughout all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogues, their churches, being glorified by all. The anointing was on this man. He was anointed in the wilderness, in prayer and fasting, being alone with God. Amen. I mean, just think with Moses' face, he had to wear a bag when he came down from talking with God. What about the Son of God talking with God? That's why the fame of him went out and was glorified by all. The light of the world has come. Amen. <laughs> so he came to Nazareth from Galilee, walked miles. <laughs> he had to be in good shape. All the walking this man did. Jesus, our Lord, man on the earth. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. Not his hometown, Capernaum's hometown, where he had a house, but where he was raised, Nazareth. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read, as his custom was. He went to church every Sabbath. I doubt he ever missed the service. And he stood up to read, as his custom was. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. Oh, we're getting good now. Just starting his ministry, anointed of God, on fire of the Holy Ghost. And someone hands him the prophet Isaiah think that person was used by God to hand him that book at that time at that hour here you go and when he had opened the book he found the place where it was written let me look through Isaiah I'm teaching from Isaiah today verse 18 which we just read in Isaiah 61 Jesus's first sermon this is where I say Jesus found himself in the word his first sermon the spirit of the Lord is upon me it's me I'm the Messiah. It's upon me. I'm here to preach the good news to you. Your wait is over, people of God. I'm here for you. I've come. And they didn't get him. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, Oppressed, forced to do something, pressured, stress is in here, oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book. That was his sermon. <laughs> then he closed the book. He said, I am the word now. Here am I. Eat of me. I'm here for you. That's all he needed to preach. He said, I've arrived. Ooh. And the world and time was broken in half because of it. B.C. and A.D. All time was affected because he came to earth. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant or the usher and sat down. That was his message. And the eyes of all who were in that synagogue were fixed on him. It's the living word become flesh. It's the Messiah. It's the word fixed on him. They saw it. Who were there at that service that day? They saw it. Who showed up. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Man. Power. So all bore witness to and marveled at the gracious words, not harsh words, Jesus is love himself. When he speaks to you, it'll be oozing in grace, love, and compassion. I love you. I chose you. I called you. You're my own. That's his voice. <laughs> and if he knew the day and the hour of his return, he'd tell us. <laughs> Tuesday, 5 o'clock. <laughs> I can't keep it in. He's the one that instructed us. 
What you hear, whispered in your ear, shout from the housetops. Said only the Father knows the day and the hour. Because if he knew, we'd melt. Amen. Sorry, wrapping up here. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words, always speaking the word in love, which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph? Oh, went right back into the carnal reasoning mind, which is enmity against God, Paul says. Let's stop here. Let's not even read that. <laughs> is this not the son of Joseph's son? And they started reasoning their way out of eternal life, right there on the spot. They reasoned their way out of receiving the Messiah, the Jews, that day. Then that word spread. Ah, carnal mind. If they only would just receive them, they would have received eternal life, healing for their bodies, prosperity, every whit hope. And they missed it. Some received. Then from that day forward, he goes preaching everywhere saying, he got something from that message. He learned something in that church. Those who have ears to hear. Let them hear. Didn't preach to everyone. Just those who could hear. <laughs> That's who he was connected with. Amen? The hearers. Praise God. Isn't Jesus so good and rich? Did you get something out of this? Ooh, I know I did. Every time you talk about Jesus, he shows up. I felt his presence. How about you? Let's all pray again in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father, for today. We bless your holy name that the word of life has come to us, that you're here in this place even, and manifest yourself and your glory to us. We don't take it lightly where two or three are gathered. We thank you for the privilege to do that. And we honor you and we honor your presence in this place. We are carriers of your presence, carriers of the anointing, carriers of the word. We are precious cargo. Thank you, Father, for using us everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. People saw the anointing on Jesus and they ought to see it on us. They're changed just by us being there. Businesses are changed by us being there. Grocery stores are changed by us going in. Restaurants, gas stations. Thank you, Lord, for sending us into all the world to preach the gospel, but to also live it and be representations of it. Thank you, Lord, for making us living epistles and pillars of faith. And we give you all the praises for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Father, we just offer up the sacrifice of praise to you. Any burdens we may have been carrying, we know that you're our caretaker and our provider. And we just give you those all right now any relationship that needs mending, Lord, we hand them over to you. That's when you can really work when we let go of them. Thank you, Father. We give the, that person, we give them to you now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We don't work to change them. We hand them over to you. You are the changer. And you alone. Thank you for working on their hearts, their spirits, their minds, ministering spirits, speaking to them nudging them closer and closer to victory and the truth. Thank you for doing it. Thank you, Lord. We bless them today. Cover them and pray from a distance if we have to. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Our reigning king. Thank you for the peace upon everyone's head today. Peace upon the mind. Complete clarity and focus through the Holy Ghost and your presence here with the Word. Thank you, Lord, for focused minds, focused agendas, focused plans and assignments. Give it to each one of us that we may run our race completely, completely focused on the finish. Just like Jesus. Just like Paul. Just like them all. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory in this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for touching every stomach, small intestines, the large intestines, for rebuilding the stomach wall, for healing, healing, healing the gut. Holy Spirit, you're in there. Thank you, Lord. 
that that healing anointing is working right now. I call it out. Speak to the anointing and everyone watching to rise up big within them. Put them over physically now. In the name of Jesus. We speak to the lungs. New, healthy, pink, fresh lungs in Jesus' name. Unadulterated by a foul virus or disease. Any sickness, any plague. Thank you, Lord, for fresh breath. If you've had issues with the head, the forehead, with headaches or the sinuses, just lay your hands on there. Father, we loose this area now in Jesus' name. The devil cannot have our heads, our thoughts, or our minds. In Jesus' precious name, we have clear, focused minds. We have the mind of Christ and the helmet of salvation. We're saved. We're free. We're delivered. We will not entertain foul, perverse thoughts of any kind. We cast down every vain imagination lie from the pit of hell in Jesus' name. We take full authority and dominion over all of our thoughts because we're in charge of these bodies and minds. Thank you, Father, for healing heads right now from any head injury, neck injury, spine injury of any kind. We thank you, Lord, for perfect posture. If that's you online or in this place, just stand up and stretch it out, that area in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for healing that area that needed mending today. You are the great physician, the great healer, and you're here in our midst. We receive your touch and healing in Jesus' precious name. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Did someone, anyone get something from this? I know I did. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Praise God forevermore. We'd like to take up our offering. We thank you for all your support. We love you guys. We pray over all of you. And if you'd like to give online too, that'd be awesome. Thank you guys. Isn't God so good? God is so rich. And have a great Saturday. Amen. <laughs> if anyone's ever feeling led to lay hands on anyone or to speak a word of encouragement to anyone during any of our services, feel free. Amen. Be spirit-led. We're here to bless each other. And we're all anointed. We're all ministers of God. So praise God. Again, thank you for joining us online. Wherever you are, have a great day, whatever the day is in your area or your country. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Woo! God is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>